0: We're going to be joined by Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who we've had on before. And I know people loved having him on last time. We had lots and lots of people, feedback from everybody, including professional sports people about the things that he said. He is uh, one of South Africa's foremost um, behavioral pattern analyzers. He's a renowned psychologist. He's the head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic. And we're going to talk to him about some of the issues that are going on around us this week. In South Africa, and uh, so first of all, Dr. Hanan, very nice to see you again, and I hope you had a good weekend and you're fully rested. You work very hard, see lots and lots of people. So let's just start off with with something that I think Sia and Leanne and I were unpacking last week and this week again. People are starting to get back to normal. The vaccine seems to have given people a feeling of hope. Would you say that that's a a positive development for everyone's mental health?
1: So in my practice, I have seen uh, kind of the the hope uh, meter just does is doing this. People yeah. are finding that uh, things are returning back to normal, but I always caution people, you know, because the the trick is not to wait for something to happen in order to get back to normal. Right. The trick is to adjust, to adjust while this whole dance is going on. You know, I always tell people that we are socialized to believe that, happiness is coming when you reach a certain point. Mm-hmm. So when I finish school, I'm going to find my happiness. And then right. the universe goes, no, 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 your first degree. And then you get to your first degree and the universe goes, no, 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 not just yet, your second degree. And you get to your second degree and the universe goes, okay, happiness when you get a job. And then it's so on and so forth. And you get to age 65 and you open up this box called happiness and it's empty. <laughs> and the trick is not to wait till you get this big, big, awesome prize, but rather to dance while the music is playing. And I say that for a reason because when we listen to a piece of music, we don't wait to enjoy it once the piece ends. We dance while the song is playing. And I always say to people, the vaccine is wonderful. It's, it gives people a great sense of hope, hmm. but, but dance while the song is playing. And sometimes the song that is playing is awesome. And sometimes it's not awesome, but we dance and make the most of it anyway
0: yeah i mean for many people to get back to life as as we knew it once before and and you know there are people who say for example we'll never get back to exactly the way that we were i don't think that's true i think human beings have lived on the planet for a couple of thousand years and we sort of have a rhythm and although technology has changed things we still have that rhythm i know for for a fact that many people have had enormous difficulty with relationships with loneliness um with all of those things during this pandemic, and I'm sure you've dealt with many of of those in your in your practice as well. Uh, how do you advise people? Because I love the idea of dancing while the music's playing, it, and that sounds like great advice. But how do you advise people who are going through really tough relationship and or loneliness issues? Because that's impacted severely on most people.
1: The loneliness and dating has changed a lot. The game and the rules of the game have changed. Mm. You know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, if you wanted to meet someone, the rules of the game were pretty simple. You, You go out to a club, a bar, or you go to a social gathering for the most part. You go on Tinder, you go on whatever social media app, and there's rules to the game. Now, the game has changed. Now, at least in the last year, people are not going out. People are not socializing which was a major part of, of finding someone or relating to someone or connecting to someone. Right. But just because the game has changed doesn't mean you can't adjust to the new game. Right. I've seen many patients that are absolutely killing it in the dating world. They're absolutely killing it <laughs> because they're killing it. They're actually, for the guys and the girls that are sitting at home, they're loving it because yeah. they're less they're less competition out there. <laughs> so... They're killing it because they're adjusting to the new games. Yes, the old game was chess, and this new game is Monopoly, but they're adjusting to the Monopoly rules, and they're absolutely winning. So I always tell people, again, adjust to the song that's playing, adjust to the game that's being played. Just because the game has changed doesn't mean you can't adjust and you can't learn the new rules and win. Yes, it has changed, but adapt with it.
0: Uh, that's that's good advice. Um, I'm also concerned for those people who've discovered, because of the of the, the the difficulties of lockdown and and being around, maybe in the same house with people that you used to get out and go to work, and you know you had a bit of breathing space. Um, a lot of people have found it very very difficult to be uh, hemmed in, essentially, for as long as they have, and maybe they've discovered things about their partner that they don't really like that much that they didn't think about before because th- there wasn't such a such proximity for such an extended period
1: that's uh, that's brilliant you know i see you know when you lock two rats in a cage for way too long suddenly things that were never an issue become a big issue you know we discussed this before you know suddenly you you're locked in with your with your kids who you love very much and it's very it's a lot of fun for 3 weeks and then Three weeks and one day later, you can't wait to think of ways to, in which to strangle them. And then suddenly you, you're you with your wife or your husband or your partner, who you love very much. And it's a lot of fun for three weeks. But three weeks and one day later, you it irritates you how many times they're blinking and how they're yawning <laughs> and how they're chewing with their mouth closed. Who chews with their mouth closed? And uh so... We, we find ways and reasons to get irritated by our partners, which is very normal. You lock two best friends together for too long yeah. and suddenly small little stuff starts to irritate you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm probably a, a bit more irritable than most people just because I, I feel like I need a lot of my, – my bubble's big. you know. I need a lot of space between me and others. Although when I am social, I'm social, then it's fine. But when I switch that off, leave me the hell alone. I don't know how some people have managed to cope, and some obviously haven't. We know that the the divorce rates uh, gone up; it hasn't gone down through the roof. Yeah, we know we know that also. Um, for, for many people, uh, they've realised like the value of of school and teachers just to get them away from their kids for a little while. Because as much as we love our kids, you know that's that's put huge strain on parents. They've suddenly had responsibilities they didn't have before. Um, Leanne and Sia obviously have some questions for you too. But what we'd like to do when, when we have Dr. Hanan on is to get a particular problem from you, a, prob- a, a, a an exercise you need to do, uh, something you need to resolve in your own life to do with mental health. Because having him here is like a great resource for us. And once a week, he's going to be able to give us some very pointed guidance, some useful experience, some ideas of how we can practically climb out of the situations we're in and we'd love to hear from you so if you want to email us uh, email me gareth at cliffcentral.com i'll pass it on to dr hanan it can be completely anonymous but we can still talk about it on the show without giving away any of your very specific circumstances and maybe it'll help some other people too because when we, we are all as sia uh, badly paraphrased uh, prince harry earlier um, we're all in the same storm but not in the same boat so there might be things that you've experienced that are particular to you and that you want uh, Hanan to deal with for for us on the show. I think it would be very helpful. Sia so yeah, do you have any, while we've got a couple of extra minutes with him, do you want to throw anything in there? I was
2: no, just thinking no, how, oh, oh, sorry, Sia. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so many, so many, at the yeah, so many <laughs> mental health problems to discuss with these two. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: I was just thinking the other day. <clears throat> I, I I am aware of mental health issues.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I mean, I have them myself, and I've known about them for many decades. But um, you know, I'm and, and I'm starting to feel the fatigue of mental health awareness. So every story that you read is teaching you about how mental health exists, and you know, it's all very much still in the, the awareness stage. And I, I was thought to myself, I wonder when that will end. But then I realised awareness. Cancer awareness, um, awareness of diabetes—that mm. still continues. It'll yeah. never go away. Yeah. It'll, it, it has never gone into the next st- stage. You know, you still have um, asthma awareness week. You know, it, it doesn't—it doesn't change. So I suppose I need yeah. to just accept that people are still trying to make me aware, even though um, I'm a depressed, grumpy old woman.
0: Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's so lovely See, you know you, us you,
2: very much about it
1: <laughs> okay, i, I want to make you know leanne the the thing is that mental mm. mental illness let's call it has been a part of our existence for two and a half thousand years mm. uh it's it's never it's never gone anywhere just because of the pandemic and because of the changing in this crazy chaos that we're going through it's just become the cool big brother to talk about right it's become much more accepted in this uh and the great philosopher, Prince Harry, <laughs> is obviously putting a lot of and shedding a lot of light on this as well. Yes. But, a... but, <laughs> but the, whilst it's always been with us, now it's like the thing to talk about because people are feeling it much more. Yeah. But I want to I, I wanna highlight something that I'm so passionate about, which is I'm really not a proponent of labeling anybody with anything that they cannot themselves understand. Um, labeling anybody with anything that, them, that doesn't empower them. And the difference between a particular type of cancer, uh, let's call it a medical disorder versus a psychiatric or psychological disorder, is that if you turn to 100 doctors and you say this patient is 21 years old or she's 21 years old, she suffers from TB, mm-hmm. all 100 doctors will know what you're talking about and will probably agree on how to treat it. But if you turn to a hundred psychologists and you say, this person suffers from depression, all a hundred will not know what you're talking about. And all a hundred would probably disagree on a treatment method. (laughs) The reason why mental illness is so disempowering or even the title is we can keep on talking about things that people don't understand. And talking about something is very good as long as it empowers the person to do something about it. But to say, hey, I've got depression, or I've got anxiety, well, what does it mean? Because to take 100 people with depression, it starts in 100 different ways. Is it a financial issue? Mm-hmm. Is it a purpose issue? Is it a work issue? Is it a conflict issue? Is it a kids issue? Is it um, a tired issue? Is it I haven't had too much sleep issue? What does it mean? So whilst I'm a big fan of discussing mental mental illness, I'm a much bigger fan of describing exactly what it is because then the person can do something about mm-hmm. it i'm really a big fan of telling you what you've got but empowering you to actually go and fix the actual problem
0: yeah i think that's very Mm -hmm. good and 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 this practical aspect is really what we want to focus on um when we have hanan on on the show so really send us your stuff i promise you we'll keep it completely confidential pass it right on to him and then you know if there's something we can we can do to 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 get you thinking or even get you uh down a a, a route of getting some treatment i mean that's you know Mm -hmm. sometimes actually going and getting the professional advice one-on-one is exactly what people need. But there are also things that we can discuss more generally. Sia, you wanted to ask something?
3: Well, you know, to to the earlier point around the vaccines and the hope around that, I think it's quite interesting that I have case study parents, in my opinion. (laughs) You know, the two of them who couldn't be more polar opposites with the past year and dealing with things. My mother is so, you know, they're, they're both quarter to 60 slash just over 60. Um, my mother is just a bon vivant. She actually called herself that. And I'm like, you've <laughs> never even been to France. So I don't <laughs> even know where you got this phrase from. But bon vivant and lively and she wants to live now. and. Yeah. This past year has taught her to live and make the most of things. And my dad is so scared of things and still very, you know, paranoid, rightfully so, as some would say, or disagree with him. So it's it's with both of them, the the lesson for me and with my siblings as well has been you can't control people. And you actually have to let people have their own decisions and let them be, which is a bitter of pill to swallow in some cases because you want to go, yeah. come on, we'll do this, and you know this might be better for you, but actually in relationships i don 't know Dr. Hanan, whether you'd agree or disagree is you know you can 't control people, so yeah. you just have to actually let them be so
1: you know I, I want to tell you there are a couple of fundamentals to make any relationship work trust, communication intimacy, attraction, common shared values, and compromise. Those are six fundamentals. You can't have a partner Ooh, without I mean, those it's, six it's non-negotiables. Yeah. Mm. And, and, but the key mm. word that I want to say is compromise. You cannot make – you get two, two people that are trying to make a situation work. They're trying to agree on a situation, uh, whether it's how do we raise our kids to what do we order for lunch to what car do we buy? Do we stay in this environment, Do we move to a different? The truth is, there's so many decisions to be made as a couple. The moment you commit to a, a partnership, that if you do not compromise, when I see my couples here in my practice, I ask on the first session, I ask them, are you prepared to compromise? And the moment they go, I am why I am, you know, the whole notion, this is how you've met me. This is how you've accepted me. Mm-hmm. This is how you will have to accept me is rubbish. It's the biggest load of shit I've ever heard because we change all the time. We've got to adapt mm-hmm. and we've got to adapt to each other. And the notion of compromise is very important. We can we can talk about it in great, much greater detail. But you have to somewhere and not necessarily meet in the middle. Sometimes we'll meet 80-20 my side. Sometimes we'll meet 90-10 your side. Sometimes we'll meet 100-0 my side. Sometimes 100-0 your side, depending on the issue, depending on what we're talking about. But you have to find a way to make it work for that particular decision.
0: I think that's really a good point to uh, to draw a close on this. I know you've got to get to your practice at 7 o'clock. We've also got to get on with it. We've got, uh, among other things, Collector Mania coming on. But thank you, Dr. Hanan. Always good to see you and uh, a great way to start a Monday morning with uh, some solid advice. Great. Good to see you. Thank you, you so much. Thanks uh,
1: Thanks. Nice to see you
0: guys. All righty. There he is, Dr. Hanan Bushkin. So we're going to talk to him every Monday. If you want to be a part of that, you want to um, – it's kind of – it's almost like um, – you know, we feel like we're doing our bit for, for helping people along through a very tough time. And by talking about these things as honestly as we do, we've always on the show, I think it's fair to say, Leanne, and you can correct me if you disagree, but I think we've always taken mental health very seriously. We, um, we have a sense of humor about it, but we take it seriously. We've always treated mm-hmm. it as something which we, we want to get into, we want to talk about and we want to, to understand better. And there's nothing better than having a real expert on to do that with us. So if you've got things you want to ask, you can go ahead and do that with us. We'll keep it anonymous if you'd prefer. If you don't mind, then we might even mention your name, but you've got to tell us. And then we can give you some proper advice.